the internet that both you and I use every single day to browse, do research, conduct business, uh, communicate, and even to be entertained is only a small percentile or fraction of what the internet actually consists of. So the dark web is essentially the rest of the internet that is actually hidden from the rest of the world. And it can only be accessed through specific internet browsers and programs and whatnot. So someone might wonder what the purpose of the dark web is. And the answer to that is that it's used for many different reasons. I mean, in some cases, people like to use it just because they, they truly value their own privacy, while others use it because they don't want the government watching what they do and every action that they take. And in extreme cases, it's actually been used for starting uprisings and rebellions in countries whose governments do uh, their best and to keep their own people suppressed and silenced, which you can argue politically, but that's a different topic entirely. And in the absolute most extreme cases, it's used for communication between terrorist groups, uh, criminal organizations, as well as money laundering, human trafficking, child pornography, uh, drug dealing, weapons dealing, and almost every other type of racket or business you can think of. And yeah, you'll probably find it on the dark web. Now, I'm not going to talk about how you would download the tools to get onto the dark web itself or anything like that, because that's not what this episode is about. As I keep going through this episode, you realize that what I'm really trying to get at is the idea behind questioning the authenticity of the dark web and how it can and cannot be justified in people's minds who would want to use it strictly for the sake of privacy. And you'll find out what I mean shortly because there isn't much to the dark web that I haven't already explained in the last you know 30 seconds or minute that you've been listening. But I think it is important to view the dark web as almost anything else in life. And that is that you have a choice. Now, before I go on, I just want to mention that you shouldn't get the dark web confused with the deep web. Okay, the deep web is just a place where you can find completely legitimate content that you just wouldn't be able to find through a regular Google search or whatever. But we'll talk about that later, too. So, I mean, it's kind of like it it contains the data of your Gmail or Hotmail accounts and your credit card stuff and not just individuals, but corporations as well. Right. So it's good that it's hidden because you don't want the contents of your email, uh, you know, being published publicly for people to Google. So, now here's the thing about the dark web. It, it resembles reality. Just like how you can more than likely find a local drug dealer or a prostitute, you know, that's uh, X amount of blocks away from where you live, you can do the same on the dark web. And I'm not saying that that's okay. Please understand that. Not at all. But there are government agencies and various departments most of them actually, who see the dark web as some kind of curse to society of sorts, when in a certain way you have to question if it is. Now, don't think I'm saying it's good either, but we have to look at all aspects of this. And so we have to ask the same thing about the dark web as we do about everything else in life, and that is, should the government tell us what we can and can't do? I mean, of course there are laws, but here's the thing. Laws are broken all the time, and, you know, prostitution is legal in a lot of cases, and so you can argue... Like, what's the difference between ordering an escort from the dark web uh, because you don't want to drive 40 minutes into the city to, you know, find a local rub and tug and whatnot, right? I mean, let's be honest. The same thing applies for when buying drugs on the dark dark web. Of course, you can do it, just like you can do it in real life. But if you get caught, you're screwed, you're done. But, I mean, some people are willing to take that chance in real life, just like others do on the dark web. So it's like jumping 
into the dark web is identical to getting involved in, you know, the, undergr- the underground world of uh, criminality and, and whatnot. It's identical to being involved in gangs or criminal organizations in real life. There, there's not much of a difference, right? And I'll explain more of that shortly. But for governments to brand the dark web as some kind of totally illegal, shady community that's worse than what you might find in real life, it's not the case. And more often than not, I've come to realize that it's pretty simple. The government can't track what you're doing on the dark web, so that in itself probably freaks them the hell out. But then we come to the fine line of privacy versus international security. Yes, it's good for the government to track things strictly because it helps them catch terrorists, but as we've seen in the past, the government does a beautiful job of stepping right over the line of privacy and right into just sticking their noses into everyone's business. I mean, the Prism Project, FISA, all that stuff. Facebook does the same thing, by the way. You know, they sell your data to the highest bidder, in in case you didn't know, and they don't get in trouble for it because we agreed to it when we signed up, so what the hell, right? It's in, you know, it's part of the terms and conditions that no one can ever freaking read. Now, let me say that, yes, you can find some pretty fucked up shit on the dark web if if you go deep enough into it, but you're telling me that you can't find the exact same shit in real life if you just go deep enough into, you know, the black markets or, you know, the underground world? Sure you can. Human trafficking is a huge business, just like drug dealing and weapons dealing and child pornography, and all this was available long before the internet even came along. So you have to ask the question, what's the difference? Again, I'm not condoning it, but we have to look at it from a non-biased perspective. And the way I see it is that the difference is that since the government can't always keep their eyes on you in real life, although they're getting better at it, they want to be able to keep their eyes on you 100% of the time in the digital world. I mean, I know people that use the dark web just to play chess because they're very passionate about their privacy rights. They don't trust going on a regular browser. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? And so because we're entering a world where more and more often it's being said that data rights, which is everything that you do online, every tap, every click is data, right? Data rights should be equal to human rights. And I personally couldn't agree more. It begs the question, who is the government to need to constantly surveil us? And so this is a long and thought-provoking topic. It's not an easy one to answer, and I don't think I'll, I'll have the answer in this episode, believe me. But by stimulating a conversation about this, we can come as close to perfection as humanly possible when it comes to how this should be addressed. I mean, the internet and technology is only an additional extension of ourselves. And so when people say that data rights should be equal to that of human rights, I really don't think that's much of an overstep, to be honest with you. Like, let's put it this way. The internet that you and I are using right now is only 4%, only 4% of the entire World Wide Web. The rest of it lies underneath between the deep web, which is where I said stores, you know, your private and personal content, and then the dark web, which is what I've been mainly talking about. And so just think about that for a second. You aren't even seeing the full potential of the internet, not even close. Now, for the record, again, I have to restate that don't think I am encouraging the use of the dark web because I'm not. But what I'm trying to do is give you a perspective on how much we don't know about things. And so I would imagine that not too many people have thought to think about this because there's already so much fucking content on the internet that we currently use right now. And of course, I mean, of course there's frightening things on there. Like the fact that, I mean, on the dark web, you can purchase a hitman for only 400 US dollars. That's frightening because it shows that it doesn't take much to, 
invoke this kind of violence. But, I mean, you're telling me you can't go out on the street and pay someone $500,000 to do the same thing? I mean, for something that cheap, the guy might not do a good job, you know, when it's time to do the work. But, you know, the option is there if you, you're going looking for the cheap and clumsy route. So, <laughs> um, here's the thing. Overall, I would actually, personally be much more frightened of the deep web rather than the dark web. Why? Because on the deep web, as I mentioned, that's where your shit can get stolen and all messed up. The deep web holds information that corporations and companies hold on their private databases and whatnot. So, you know, shit like medical records, employment history, uh, credit card and banking information, sign-in credentials, uh, purchasing and location history, and so on. And as a matter of fact... Those tech geniuses on the dark web have capitalized on this. Uh, what a lot of hackers do in order to make you know an abundance of money is they'll pull information from the deep web and then sell it on the dark web. You know, like Netflix login accounts or credit card information or all kinds of things that you know a fraudulent uh, medical information and whatnot. All like uh, the thing is that everything on there caters to whatever criminality you're trying to do most of the time. Right, like the list just goes on and on. This this kind of stuff actually poses huge risks to corporations of one. It poses a risk to everybody, but more so corporations, right? Because they can't control it. And so, I can't help but wonder: should more of the internet be available to us now? What I'm saying is just a little. Have it expand a little bit more. It's just a question I'm putting out there, right? The things that larger companies that you know Amazon and Facebook don't want us to see, right? I mean, it's. It's an interesting question, mainly because it really makes us think about our rights and freedoms on the internet. I mean, if technology and all of these devices, you know, our laptops, our phones, our tablets, our, our smartwatches and all that, in theory, assuming that they are extensions of ourselves, shouldn't we in a certain sense have at least a little more access or transparency to what is going on right underneath our noses? Right? I mean... It's certainly something to think about. And I would bet it's something the government doesn't want us to think about. Now, when I say the government, I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, just summarizing everything and saying it's in some kind of conspiratorial way by saying, quote unquote, it's the government. We have to look into the various agencies and, and divisions, but that's another conversation entirely. All I'm saying is that. I think a little more of the internet should be transparent to us as people because if the government can see what everyone's doing, if they really wanted to, which they have in the past, and don't think they've stopped because that, you know, because things became public with Edward, Edward Snowden leaking shit. I mean, things have not really changed at the end of the day. And so, again, the reason why the government doesn't like the dark web is because they can't control a lot of it. Same, the same thing with, with uh, you know, 60, 70 years ago. Why the government didn't like the, the, the mafia because the, they couldn't control them in a certain sense, right? And so all I'm saying is that maybe a little more transparency should be at hand, whether that's from the government or through some type of way of allowing the internet to be opened up a little bit more. Right, Because a lot of criminality is happening in the online world. Tons of it is that people don't even know about. And so I hope this gets you thinking. And, and you know, 
that's the main reason why I conducted this uh, or did this episode. Not because I wanted to talk about what the dark web is, but more so the questions surrounding it, right? Again, the point being, if it's an, ex- an extension of our lives and reality, why should it be so hidden from us? 